Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's sermon is called Living on Purpose. I've got two texts for you. We're going to start with Luke, the 14th chapter, the 28th through 30th verses, and then we're going to follow that with something you know really well, probably, Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, 11 through 13. Luke 14, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. As Christians, we should take more time for self-examination, not just at Lent, that time that's set aside, but regularly to better understand what it means to be a Christian, how we're living out our faith, what are God's expectations. A, A continuous kind of probe of this peculiar life we've chosen is important. It helps us grow and move forward. You know, we're not just here for an aimless stroll around Fenway Park. We are disciples of Christ, and that means we're actually headed somewhere. That's what we learn from the Gospel of John. Jesus is reminding his disciples that the Calvary Road is going to be a difficult road. It is not a Sunday stroll. It will take some advanced consideration. So he says to them, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost? Being a disciple of Christ necessitates some proper planning. Counting the cost means you're carefully assessing what you're about to do. This is not about planning out every step of your future. That really is beyond our capability. The human mind is not designed to figure out every detail. Just when you think you know something, something unexpected happens. No, this is about taking on this spiritual journey with intention, living this life, this Christian life on purpose for God. The dictionary defines purpose or intention as this determination to act in a certain way. Firmness marked by boldness and steadfastness. Don't you like those words? But this is learned behavior. You know, we live in a world of a attention deficit. More and more people are being diagnosed today with impulse control disorder. It's an epidemic in our schools. It's the tendency to act on whim, to display behavior that is characterized by little or no forethought, no reflection, no consideration of consequences. A great many of our social problems have their root in impulsivity, eating and drinking too much, anger management, pornography, financial room. I used to like to shop. I would actually go to the store looking for something to buy. Now, if you want to be separated from your money in a really fast way, that might be the way you want to do it. Have no goal until you get there. Jesus reminds those who follow him to take a different approach. Following him takes thought, assessment, preparation. This advice is not limited to new converts. This is good advice for every step 
of this Christian journey. You see, we have to recognize and embrace that the reality that as Christians, we are peculiar people. It's not popular to think of ourselves as peculiar because the cultural definition means that we're strange or odd. We don't fit in, you know. We live in a fit-in, look-alike, be-alike culture. Everybody wants to wear the same brands, drive the same cars. So if you don't fit in, you really don't fit in. But the biblical definition of peculiar, come on now, this is the one I really like. It's found in 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. This is the King James Version. That means you belong to God. Peculiar means You're not like everybody else. You belong to God. And those of us who belong and live on purpose for God need to think about what that means. We don't do what everybody else does. You know, I watch on Sunday mornings when some people are out playing, some people are walking. But think about it. Every week, people who belong to God, people of all backgrounds, cultures, economic levels, gather voluntarily in a sanctuary to worship Jesus. How is that? peculiar. Our chief end, our purpose is to worship God. You may say, no, Reverend Liz, this text is about following Jesus. But to follow Jesus is to be, in the words of one writer, so constrained, forced, compelled by the love of Jesus that we devote our lives to Jesus. That is worship in spirit and in truth. And you're worshiping the Lord because Jesus explains in Luke chapter 6, I, the Son of Man, am the Lord of the Sabbath. I have authority over Sunday and everything else. I am God in flesh. Our purpose on this life journey is to worship God. Every Sunday at Roxbury Presbyterian, we begin our worship with liturgy. This is our preparation for worship in worship, reflection that begins the worship. The Greek term for liturgy literally means the work of the people toward God. The point, it takes a significant amount of effort and energy to remain focused on the God we worship. It is so easy to become distracted by the music, the microphones. You know, I'm a television producer, so I'm used to doing things right. So I get distracted by the TV monitors, making sure the service is entertaining and relevant. But if you do that to the point that you forget God, then you are going in the wrong direction. Worship is God-focused, and churches need to remember that. So the preparation is not so much the outward preparation, though that's part of it. The preparation is our hearts and our souls. We need to spend time in prayer and reflection before we even come to church. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to, to keep us open and receptive to His leading in the service. That is purpose and intentionality leading to worship. You've got to prepare your own heart. You you should read your Bible on Saturday nights. You should listen to music. This is the way we get ready to encounter the grace, the love, and the communion of God right here. This is worship on purpose for God. Every aspect of worship should be done with purpose, with intentionality, giving. You know, every church that's represented, uh, at the sound of my voice, you've got some kind of giving program. You've got an offering. We need to be intentional. I'm speaking for everybody, not just Rock's Prez, in our giving. We need to prepare for giving. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians, each one of you is to give as you have made up your mind. That's preparation, not reluctantly or under compulsion. If you are looking at your wallet as you walk in the back of the church to discover what dollar may be available for the offering, then you don't know much about worship. 
<laughs> if you're giving changes each week dependent on your checkbook balance, then you are not living on purpose for God. I read a story about a Presbyterian minister who traveled to India and worshiped with Christians there. And Sunday mornings, these very poor people, people who are at the bottom of the caste system, would bring little uh, bowls and little uh, bags of rice to the altar. And after worship, this preacher asked his uh, host, what's that rice thing about? And the host said, the people here are very, very poor. They have no money. So every day as they prepare their food for their families, they put a small amount of rice aside. Each day they add to this amount. And then on Sunday, they bring this to the church. On Monday, we have a food sale for the public, and the proceeds of that fund our ministry. That is giving. That means no matter what you got. You say, well, I don't have much, Reverend Liz. It doesn't matter. Whatever you got, you've got to give some to God. You've got to give it first to God. And that will be multiplied. That will be increased because that's how God's economy works. And it's not just giving your money. It's giving your, your time, your treasure. Most importantly, it's giving your heart on purpose every day. Living on purpose. You know, we think purpose means that I have to have a specific thing to do for Christ. I don't believe that. I think whatever you do, day in or day out, has to be done with intentionality. God, I know why I'm here. God, I've got work to do for you. So whether I am baking bread, whether I am working in the church pantry, if I am praying, whether I'm trying to just keep myself sin clean, whatever I do, I'm not just going to stumble into it like I'm going to stroll around the park. It matters. It matters. You know, Psalm 139 says, God, you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive a word before it's even on my tongue. So that Psalm to me says that God knows everything about you. And God takes it seriously. So, of course, there is grace, and we are not trying to work our way into heaven. But it is about taking God seriously, taking our walk seriously, taking every aspect seriously is how we live on purpose. This is not about perfection. Perfection comes on the other side of glory. That's the promise. This is about purpose and intentionality. God, I know you matter. So I want to do everything intentionally for you. My prayer for you this day is that you are living your life on purpose for Christ. That whatever you do in the next few minutes, whatever you do in that car, wherever you're driving, you will begin to think a little differently because you want it to matter for Christ. You don't want to waste a minute. You want to live on purpose. Let us pray. God, I may not have much. (laughs) I, I may be broke this week, but there is something I can give to you. I can give you my attention, Lord. I can give you my attention. And, and, and then in doing that, God, I know you will bless me with your grace. And I'll begin to see you in different ways and in more ways, God. I'll begin to see you in, in people around me, God. And I'll, I'll begin to be able to praise you, God, even more 
I'll begin to worship you even more, God, in a, in a deeper way, in a more lasting way, in a way that it'll, it'll be sweet incense to your nostrils. Oh, God, I want to live on purpose for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. And we are thrilled to extend this special invitation to join us for our fall revival when we proclaim These Bones Shall Live. October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. at Roxbury Presbyterian Church.